0: have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn. Are you ready to get twisted today? My last two podcasts have been about children and their marks, being that it's that time of year and about confidence being tied to the marks and demystifying what marks are and what they mean. So this one's going to be about actually how to have a parent-teacher interaction, specifically about grades. You may be feeling that this isn't the best time to talk about grades and talking to the teacher because it is summer. However, if there is a grade on there that's really going to affect them um, for a post-secondary degree or something that they're going towards, or you want to work with a tutor over the summer and you don't have some answers, or your child's really upset about it, or you're really upset about it, or you need to know something to plan for next year, I'm going to suggest to you to still make an effort to go and talk to the teachers. Uh, I don't know what everybody's school district's going to be like, but typically there is a day or two after the school has given out the report cards that they can uh, have teachers available to talk to you. So parent-teacher interaction and the specific questions that you should ask in relation to grades. So I'm thinking that this would actually be a really good download for parents to have that could, they could take with them to their um, parent-teacher interviews, but I don't have that created yet. I will let you know when I do. So question number one, can you explain the breakdown of my child's current mark? You will want to ensure that um, you are being honest about where your child is at in their home life as well when you do talk to them about this, because maybe there is something going on. I know, for example, my children, as I've mentioned in a previous podcast, were a blended family. So my children change and go to their uh, dad's house every second Friday and then they come to my house the other Friday. So it's 50% with me, 50% with their dad. That can be taxing on a child in terms of remembering everything that they need to bring between the two houses. Perhaps two houses have different expectations around homework, or reading, or eating, or socializing, or sleep time, or media time. And all of that, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, will come into play and in how your child does and performs in the classroom. So you want to be uh, asking them that question, can you explain the breakdown of my child's current mark? And at the same point, you want to be really honest with where your child is at. And this is not only going to give um, you a different perspective because now you're thinking about these things, but it's also going to give the teacher a different perspective. Another question that I'd like you to ask is, what do you see as my child's weakness and what do you see as my child's strength? And obviously you can pluralize those. So what are my child's weaknesses? What are my child's strengths? We want to really work from a growth mindset. I don't think I've explained specifically a growth mindset to date and that could be again a whole podcast unto itself. However, just a snippet about that is a growth mindset means that if you are failing or make a mistake in something that you can fix it and do better when you have a growth mindset. It's not like that's innate and it's not like you're labeling that child now as not being able to do something. That would be a fixed mindset. So growth mindset is not that. So when we're looking at their strengths and we're looking at their weaknesses, we actually just want to see how we can even meld those together. And lots of times, once you start being really aware of this and think of it for yourself, sometimes our biggest strength or let's correct that, most of the time our biggest strength is also our biggest weakness. Important to remember and that's why it's really important to ask that question. It gives you an idea of where the teacher sees your child at, it gives you an opportunity to dialogue with the teacher, and it gives you the opportunity to see if what I'm just talking about makes total sense in terms of is their weakness the same as their strength, but just coming out in different ways. The other question, or the next question, I'd like you to ask is can you please show me the assessment criteria you use to mark my child's work? So, we've talked again about uh, in the other podcast, sorry, about report cards and how they're based on assessment pieces so that y- when you're seeing the mark, it's based on the assessment that the teacher has done. So what they've marked to give you child that your child that mark. So what you want to do in this case is see what assessment criteria are you actually using. It's really awesome when the child is there and they can show you because that means that they're really invested in it and they understand what assessment is if they're not part of the parent teacher meeting then it would be super awesome if the teacher is able to say oh well you know johnny got a mark in math that was a b and these are the different pieces that we used to assess him to give him his mark so you want to ask to see those pieces um that's actually You want to ask to see two parts to that. The criteria, which is the explanation of what they were expecting your child to do. And then the next question would be their actual pieces. So the teacher's, not the teacher's, sorry, the child's actual pieces. So you want to see the teacher's criteria sheet and then the child's work. The next question you want to ask is, did the child see the criteria sheet before they handed in their work? Why? Well, if you know what you're expected to hand in, and you haven't handed it all in, then obviously you can take some responsibility. But if you have no idea, and you've handed your work in, and then all of a sudden there's five pieces of something that you were missing, but you didn't know that you were missing those five pieces, that's going to be something that you want to help that teacher change. So you'd want to say... If that was the case, moving forward I would like the assessment criteria to be given to my child ahead of time and even to step that up a little bit more depending on how much of a hands-on parent you want to be and how important that mark is to you, is can I also have the assessment criteria sent home? They can simply stick that in your child's agenda, they can scan it and email it to you, they can post it online, there's a million ways that they can get it to you, so that shouldn't really be an issue. So you want to really make sure that the child, first and foremost, knows that they're being assessed on. Now, what happens is sometimes the teacher doesn't know. Maybe they've created a project and they actually don't know what they're going to be assessing. That should be pretty rare these days because there is such an emphasis on assessment, but uh, if that does happen, then that's a whole other conversation around if you're not sure what was supposed to be in this assignment then how would the child know? So we want to really hope that they do have assessment criteria and that they can give that to you. Then the next question you want to ask is how many pieces of work were assessed? Again I shared in a different podcast that sometimes you could see a mark on a child's report card and it only has to do with one part of something. So I mentioned that my bonus daughter came home with a C in math and it turns out it was one piece of a test that she had. So it wasn't like she was truly a C in math. She was a C in math in this one particular area. So how many pieces were being assessed when they gave your child that mark? Very, very important. Can you please show me the work that was assessed and the assessment sheet that you gave them that assigned their mark? So, I've already said that a little bit about maybe a question or two ago, but now you want to see how much the teacher has sort of put the pieces together and you want to compare them side by side. So you want to see the assessment criteria sheet and then you want to see your child's work and you want to see how that's reflected by the assessment criteria. I think that's obvious why but I'll just sort of take you through it. So let's think of something more simplistic like um, English where maybe it's the writing a paragraph. So it needs to have an introduction sentence, a conclusion sentence, three sentences in between, and a certain number of adjectives. As an example, that's the criteria sheet. So you want to see then your child's work beside it and say, hmm, Did my child, first of all, know about the criteria, which we've already covered? That they have a piece of the criteria sheet, which we've already covered? And now, let's see their work in comparison. And let's talk to the teacher about, hey, oh, maybe they don't know what adjectives are. Okay, that's something that we can now work on. Because we've had this conversation, we understand that they aren't aware. We'll help them with adjectives. Instead of the mentality, oh, well, that's just the mark they got on that, and there's really no way to improve. The next question you want to be able to ask is, did the child have an opportunity to practice the skill before being marked on it? And if so, can you show me that progression? Super, 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 super important. So many times a child is taught something, and when I say taught something, I'm using the word taught sort of loosely. The child has sat in class and the teacher has stood at the front and spoken about it. They call that teaching. (laughs) And so the child has sat there, listened to the explanation. Potentially there's been some check and balance of work to do with that. And then they write a test on it. They're assessed on that test. That test then goes on the report card. That's the mark we see that's the mark we're talking about. But what I'm speaking about is you want to see where they've had a chance to do that skill. So have they done different experiments in class to understand? Have they been taught it different ways in class to check their understanding? Have they been giving a piece of work to do at home to check their understanding? There's so many ways to check a child's understanding before assessing them on it, and you want to see that they've done that. And then you really 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 important in that is that you not only want to see that they've done that but you want to see that that's been checked along the way. It drives me absolutely insane. I've mentioned a little bit before where a child gets a test or sorry takes a test and then they don't get to get the test back. So they get their mark and then they have no idea. Sometimes a teacher might let them look at it in class and then they have to give it back. You really want to have those assessment pieces given back to you because you want to give your child the opportunity to see what they didn't do and what they didn't know. But going back to the assignment piece and seeing that there's been a progression, you want to see that they've had an opportunity to try that skill, fail at that skill, have the teacher reteach them the skill, see that they learned the skill and then they're assessed on it when we jump from here, you're taught the skill, and I'm putting taught in, you know, quotations, and now we're testing you on it, where is the progression in that? Where's the fail, act, succeed? As far as I'm concerned, that's just information download, and then a test on it. And really, if you think about most concepts that are given and assessed on in school, that's the way they're done. There isn't a progression check of varying degrees along the way for a whole bunch of different kids and the way that they learn. Again, that's a whole other podcast. But you really want to see, you want to see if the teacher has seen their progression in a certain thing. And then you want to ask, do my child have an opportunity to re-hand in any of the work or can they still re-hand in any of it? Because now that you've seen the assessment criteria from the teacher, you've seen your child's work, you've been able to compare the two with the teacher, and if your child is part of that, that's great. And then you want to give them an opportunity to fix it. You want to give them an opportunity to learn from their mistakes. You want to go into that meeting thinking, Yes, this is what my child has, and where do we want him to go? And you want your child to go into that meeting, regardless if they can be there or not, with also a defined vision of what they want to come out of it. You always want to give the child another opportunity. Now, some teachers may not agree with this, just like some teachers don't want to give the test back. I really think those are the opportunities where you choose your battles, and that would be one of the battles that you choose to fight. You want your child's chest back. Tests back, you want your child to have an opportunity to re-hand in stuff. There's no reason why that shouldn't happen. If the teacher's really paranoid about uh, re-handing in something and they're going to take it home and they're going to get help, well isn't that what parents are for? Are we not supposed to be helping our children? They can recreate an assignment if they really don't want to send something that's been similar home again and they can recreate tests so if their whole thing is oh no then you know your son might share the test oh well then that's your responsibility to make a new one because this is my child's test his name's on it he's written it it's in his possession you know not yours sorry something I'm really passionate about but children should always get their work back so you can help them with it Another question that you want to ask is you want to say, can you please show me what an A assignment looks like that the, for the assignments that you're talking to them about that your child um, didn't score the A on, or whatever mark you want. You want your child to get a B, you want your child to get a C, you want your child to get a D. Whatever it is that you want them to have, you want to see what that teacher is expecting for that mark. So you want to ask them to show you um, an example. And I'll give you a quick little example of that um, for where it was helpful for us. So that same report card that I talked about in a different podcast uh, for my son, he got a C in art. And again, we're not big on our marks defining our children, He was really upset about it though. So it was his first time getting letter grades and it was posted all around his classroom, letter grades, how exciting and what they meant. And he felt he was an A student in most things. And so getting a C in art was upsetting to him. So we asked the question, can you please show me the assessment criteria? Can you show me the completed work? Can you show me any progressions? And what we learned in art was he did have an assessment criteria and he did have the completed work. He had no progression checks in there. He was expecting to teach an art concept, have the child do it in the way that the teacher wanted it, done by this one lesson on it, and then the person, in in this case my child, would be marked. Now it was, um, if I can remember, a dot, a series of dots artwork. No, no, sorry. No, no. It was a line artwork. So it was doing lines to create an art piece and when we asked him to show us what the A's in the class looked like, because that's where my son wanted to be, he showed us art pieces that were exactly like the one he showed the class. So in my mind, that looks like you want the person to just sort of copy what you're doing and then you're going to get an A. And so my son didn't do that, he did his own line piece. Now, when you look at the criteria and you read through it, looked like he had met the criteria. However, he didn't meet the model of what the in the teacher's head was. Interesting lesson, because the, another thing we need to understand with Marx, and we need to help the child understand and the teacher understand in this case, was that that's really subjective. It's very, very subjective to give a child a C in an art when what you've said to them is it's line art, I want you to have five lines, I need them to go these different ways and oh well that's a C because it doesn't look like mine totally subjective and totally not what art's about. And we know that because a a painting can sell for a million dollars and it can have a splash of paint across it. And we can can be like, what? That's crazy. That's a blank canvas with a splash of paint. And yet somebody sees that as a million dollar painting. Somebody else could see a beautifully painted countryside and think, well, who couldn't do that? I could do that in my sleep if you're a really good artist, I'm not. I would never say that about myself. But somebody else might. And so they may not value it. So that is a really good example of where something is subjective. There's going to be lots of cases in life where your child is given a mark based on something subjective. This can go into things like um, what they bring in their lunches at school. Oh, that child brings chips in his lunches. Oh, he can't be very smart. You think that that's an exaggeration, and it's really not. Kids are judged on the way they dress, the way they speak, the way they interact, um, the way they put their hand up, their politeness, and apparently in this case, how well they did their line art. So, uh, just to review... Uh, oh, sorry, not just to review, there are some other questions, however, I am noticing that again I'm at 18 minutes, so I'll have to do a part two on this. But, so I'll just recap those questions then. Can you explain the breakdown of my child's mark? Question 1. Question 2. What do you see as my child's weaknesses and strengths? Question 3. Can you please show me the assessment criteria used to mark my child's work? Question 4. Was my child aware of this criteria prior to completing the work? Question five, how many pieces of work were assessed? Question six, can you show me the work that was assessed and the assessment sheet side by side so I can compare? Seven, did my child have an opportunity to practice the skill before being marked on it? If so, can you please show me their work along the way? Number eight, did my child or does my child have an opportunity to rehand in any of the work? And lastly, the one that we're going to finish with today that we talked about already, number nine, can you please show me what an A assignment looks like for the assignments that my child did not do well on? Thank you so much for listening. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening wherever you are around the world great to have you with me today at with a twist please don't forget to give me a five star rating on iTunes that would be much appreciated as well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn thanks so much